I grew up on a, a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Uh, people say, Andy, where are you from? And I always say, well, I'm from Brookhaven. And if folks give me that look of recognition, like, oh, I know Brookhaven. Then I say, okay, well, I'm actually from Bogachitta. Because if I start off by saying, hey, y'all, I'm from Bogachitta, folks will go, where? Is that in Mississippi? Is that part of our state? Uh, so I grew up really out in the country, grew up off, off a dirt road, uh, grew up out surrounded by pasture land and, and cows and all these type of things. Just, just grew up in a very typical rural community. And as I got older and began, began to go into town on the weekends and hang out with friends, we would, we would cruise the boulevard in Brookhaven. You know, we'd, back when gas was cheap, and you would just drive and drive and drive for really no reason. I don't really know why we did that, but we just did it. So we'd either cruise the boulevard, or sometimes I'd go to Macomb, we'd cruise Delaware Avenue. That was our, that was our fun time on the weekend. Sometimes we'd wind up at the Fred's parking lot and sit there for no real reason. You look back, you ask yourself, why did I do that? Was that did I think that was fun back then? I guess that I did. I don't know. But I, I would, that's what we did on the weekends, or we'd go play basketball at the church, or, or we'd go over to a friend's house and play games. We would just go on the weekends and do all kinds of stuff. And my parents, my parents would always, you know, want to know where, who I was going with and where we were going and wanted to know what our plans were. And I'd always tell them because it was a small town, and I better tell them because they would find out if I didn't tell them. Because mamas have ESP and mamas will find out what you're doing. Word of advice to our youth and our children. Don't lie to your mama because she will find out and you will pay the consequences. Take that from experience. So we would always go out and have a good time and do something fun or whatever. But this was always, this is always mama's last encouragement to me. Every time I'd leave the house to go do something, mama always looked at me and said this, Andy, remember who you are and remember where you came from. Remember who you are, remember where you came from. When I went to Kapile Lincoln Community College to start my college career, so I left the house, mama looked at me and said, Andy, Remember who you are, remember where you came from. When I went to Mississippi College a few years later, really kind of moved away from the house for the first time. Couldn't run home like I could at Colin. Had to, I was gone, 1996, moved away from home for real. Mom looked at me and said, Andy, remember who you are, where you came from. Took my first appointment in the Mississippi Delta, Cleveland, Mississippi, if you go, oh, Cleveland, I really in Boyle. So just, that helps you. Mama said, I, I was 22 years old, didn't know a soul in the Delta. Holly and I weren't even dating back then. Mama said, I dropped, said, me and your daddy drove you up there, dropped you off. And I cried the whole way home saying, I left my baby in the Delta. But as she pulled out the driveway, she told me, Andy, Remember who you are and remember where you've come from. And to this day, one of the defining characteristics of my life is this. 
I know who I am. I know where I come from. And that defines me so very much to this day. I was raised by my grandparents. I'll unpack that later. But that defined me. That defined how I view life, how I view church, how I view so many things. Where I come from has defined who I am in major ways. It's interesting, when you look in the Bible, the different commands that God gives his people. There are so many commands that God gives over and over and over again. You know, what, you know the command that might be the one most given in Scripture is this, and this is important for us as a church to hear in this age. Do not be afraid. We are the body of Christ. The gates of hell will not triumph against Christ and his church. Stop being afraid. See, you know what my problem is, church? You're going to hear me say this a lot. My problem is I believe this stuff. I actually believe that Christ rose from the dead. It's not a fairy tale. It's a fact. I believe that. So if, if God can bring Christ back from the dead, what do I have to be afraid of? I believe this stuff, y'all. And what the world desperately needs is for the church to be the church and believe what we say we believe. We have to stop being afraid of everything, y'all. I read the back of the book. I know who wins. I'm not scared. It's gonna be okay. Why will the world want to be us if we act like them? We got to believe this hope, y'all. We got to. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying I know who wins. And I'm saying I'm not afraid. Because greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. Once again, y'all, oh, did I hear an amen? We're Methodists, y'all. We don't do that. You know, saying amen to a preacher is like saying sick it to a dog. Be careful. Be careful. I mean, y'all want to eat lunch, so I'm just saying be careful. Just don't, don't get me started, you know. I might do a Bishop Swanson twirl a little bit. You never know what will happen. Over and over again, the command is do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Every time we see that over and over and over in Scripture, stop being afraid, do not fear. You see that. You see the command to love. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. To love your neighbor as you love yourself. By this, they will know that you're my disciples, by the love you have for each other. Love. The command Jesus gives the disciples over and over again. Follow me. Follow me. But you know... One of my favorite commands in Scripture is what we just read. Remember. Remember. I love that story. The stories like that are all over the Old Testament where 
You'll see, some, you'll see God do something amazing. You'll, say God, you'll see God perform a miracle. You'll see God save the day. You'll see God do something utterly amazing. And every time God says this, he says, every time he does that, he says this. Okay, get you a bunch of rocks and put them in the middle of the road. Build you an altar. And those of you that have gone to Israel could describe this probably better than me even. But you see these altars all over Israel back in the day. And what they were, were just a collection of rocks. It was a a stack of rocks. And the reason why they were told to build these rocks was this. One day their kids are going to be bebopping down the street. They're going to say, hey daddy, why is there a bunch of rocks in the middle of the road? Well son, the reason why there are a bunch of rocks in the middle of the road It's because we were once slaves in Egypt. And the Lord your God freed us. Remember. 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 See, the Lord knows we tend to forget, don't we? Like today, I just had to write a list of of things we had to do that I knew I was going to forget if I didn't write it down because, like... I can tell you all about the 1987 Ole Miss football team with J.R. Ambrose and Mark Young, but I'm not sure what I had for breakfast this morning. So we, it's funny what we remember, don't we? That's why over and over and over and over again, we're called to remember. So this morning up front, you see a bunch of things that are helping us remember. See this cross here with these rocks in it. Just like the altar they were called to build on the other side of the Jordan. Remember. You see here the actual shovels used for the groundbreaking of Hart Hall. The actual shovels used to break ground on this building. Remember, you see the plans for this building and for the sanctuary. The actual plans. Remember. You see the candlesticks and the cross. These are in the prayer room, by the way. Do you know we have a prayer room? How about we keep our prayer room going a lot because God moves when his people pray remember I have our kneeling bench here it has so many memories here remember if you're a charter member of St. Matthew's would you stand right now Remember, remember what these friends have done for us. We would not be here without their efforts. We would not be standing in this place without them. And here's the thing, y'all. Start a new church, moving from a new location is not easy. It is painful. It is hard. It costs actual American dollars to do this. 
It was a sacrifice. It was work. There were uncertain days and hard nights. There was so much that went into making this place what it is. And we never need to forget that, y'all. We never need to forget what was done to make this place that it is. So to our charter members and to those of you that walked along early, thank you. We, Aaron and I, would not be here without you. This team would not be here without you. Thank you. And so for those of us here, we need to remember these things and the reason they were done. Think of how many people have come to know Jesus Christ as Lord because of the sacrifices this church has made. Think of how many people have entered the ministry because of the sacrifices this church has made. Think of how many children right now are being taught to know Jesus Christ as Lord because of the sacrifices. And we need to remember. When the way gets hard and the road gets steep, we need to remember. Remember where we've come from. And remember that we serve a God who is bigger than us. And a God who is smarter than us. And a God who makes a way where we don't know that the way is possible. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 119. Love Psalm 119. It's like a million verses long. It's just long. And there's a great little verse. I think it's Psalm 119, 104. Where it says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. And we hear that, we're like, oh, that's sweet. Oh, I like that. Takes me back to childhood. But think about that verse for one second. Thy words are a light into my feet and a lamp to my path. That's not a lot of light, y'all. Lights and lamps don't always show a lot of light, do they? God might not show you where you need to be 10 steps from now. He may not show you 10 steps from now because if he did, you might not go. You might find a reason not to go. God does not always show us 10 steps from now, but God will always show us the next step. And if we make the faithful next step and the faithful next step and the faithful next step and the faithful next step, then he will have us where we need to be 10 steps from now. Don't worry about 10 steps from now, y'all. Just worry about the next step and the next step and the next step. And if we take those obedient next steps, God will have us where he needs us 10 steps from now. I want to do great things in this church, y'all. But I think more importantly, God wants us to do great things in this church. But you know how you do great things? You're faithful in small things. You're faithful in your attendance. You're faithful in your evangelism. You're faithful in your giving. You're you're faithful in your service. And y'all think about it seriously. Think about how if all of us here were committed to faithful acts, what God could do in Madison what God could do in the Jackson metro area, what God can do in the world. 
Might it be scary? Yeah. Might it be hard? Yeah. Might it be a challenge? Yep, it sure might be. But remember, remember, remember the obedience of those that have gone before us. And be faithful. I've got a friend of mine. You know, you hear those stories about Katrina, where there were some folks that stayed on the beach and they had to hold on by the tree limbs when the, when the waves crashed. I got a buddy that happened to. A buddy of mine that stayed on the beach, with the, stayed on the coast when Katrina hit. And he was one of those guys that had to hold on to a tree limb for dear life. And if you hear him talk now, man, he has a great story. He has an amazing testimony of what God did. But during the midst of the storm, I'm sure he wasn't holding on the tree limbs saying, hmm, what is God teaching me right now? No, he was holding on that tree limb for dear life, praying, oh, dear Lord, please don't let me die. When you're in the middle of a storm, you might not understand what he's teaching you. But give some time and you will. You're stronger than you think. You're more faithful than you think. You're more obedient than you think. Because God is bigger than you think. Don't ever forget that. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Daddy, why are there a bunch of rocks in the road? There are a bunch of rocks in the road, son, because... We once were slaves in Egypt. And Lord, your God freed us. Daddy, why is that place called Hart Hall? Because the sacrifice of that family, the sacrifice of the charter members of this church that made it possible. Remember, y'all. Remember where you come from. Remember who you are. Remember where you come from. And remember the same God that gave us courage then is the same God who's going to give us courage now. May we be faithful. And may we see what God wants to do with it. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your gift of grace, Father. Your gift of love. Your gift of mercy your gift of obedience, Father God. May we as your people in this holy place, in this holy time, Father God, live out of the abundance and out of the power and out of the grace that you have shown us, God. We love you so very much, God. You're so good to us. May we live in your power. We ask it in Jesus' name.